All right, guys, you are here with the Sportsline Predictors, and you know what time it is, Matt. It's Sports Rambling, the better podcast time. How'd you like that? It's pretty smooth there. About as smooth as this stash I got going on right now. People call me stash. Dad. How'd you know? How'd you know I was gonna say that? Dude, everybody likes the stash. The stash and the <laughs> mullet and the glasses, dude, it's a lady killer look. <laughs> I don't know. Um, here's the thing. No, people people have been commenting on the stash all day. I mean, I I sometimes, you know, refer to myself as like Bro Stashio, Stash Bandicoot, Stash Daddy, all these sort of type of things, but you know. All jokes aside, I, I do enjoy the mustache from time to time. <laughs> you know, my dad used to rock out the good stash too. He used to have a, her- a hearty stash. I got lots of photos with that. I'm just following the, the family trend here. Get my good old Ted Lasso going on. It's too funny. Yeah, no. How uh, how how's your day been though, Matt? It's been all right. Had a little bit of time to talk about sports at work. Um, but obviously, you know what I'm getting excited for. Dude, you're getting excited for football. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's going to be so much fun, Matt. <laughs> the even, even with it being a preseason game. Yeah, I mean, it's preseason game number one, so I'm not really too – I'm not going to really watch anything too much, but I'm definitely going to catch some recaps and things like that. I did venture a little possibility of us hitting up the Syracuse Mets game tomorrow. That's the fireworks. They're giving out free baseballs and it's dollar day. So I, I figured tomorrow might be a good day for the sports line predictors to maybe get out there and make a little bit of noise and in, in some baseball before the season ends. That's true. I don't. I, I was really hoping that. I, I know I told you earlier that I was hoping that Luis Angel was it would be there, but he's still down in Binghamton in Double A, and I don't think he's going to come up tomorrow. But he's he's projected to to be there pretty soon. So we'll definitely tomorrow's pretty quick. Tomorrow, yeah. I mean, it's like the first week, so I mean, I was I was really pushing for it, but. I'm, I'm thinking maybe maybe a couple weeks. Definitely going to get to see him before the season ends. So I'm excited to to be able to kind of get out there and, and and see what Baby Acuna has going on for him. Apparently, he's pretty good. All he has to do so so the thing with Acuna, Baby Acuna is that he likes to chase and and he kind of swings a little bit too fast on those and swings through some of those slower pitches. So if he can kind of a taper his adjustment, I think they're projecting him as like a like a 270 hitter with like 20 home runs and, and a crap ton of stolen bases. So could be pretty good in the, in the MLB if that's actually what pans out to, to happen. So I know, let me just give a shout out to the Instagram page first, Matt, and the social medias. So if you're following on Instagram, you got to get out there. If you're not, it's at Sportsline Predictors. And if you're following on Twitter and Twitter, Twitter and TikTok. Woohoo! It's at Sportsline P. So we have been on. So I've, I've kind of switched things up. I'm doing weekly recaps. So one week was in the books. We started off hot and then we kind of tailed off the last couple of days. We we did get out 11, 10, and 1. So doesn't really include, you know, all of our max plays and things like that. So unit-wise, we were still looking pretty good, even though we're 11, 10, and 1. Going on to week two, Matt, we are looking beautiful so far. So through three days, we are 5 and 3. So 2 and 1, 2 and 1, and 1 and 1 yesterday, with which we missed our second play by one run. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Couldn't score one more run in that in that Giants-Diamondbacks game. Like, come on. Such a tragic heartbreak. But that's okay because your boy AJ threw out three more picks for us. And so so today, going on day four, we're at five and three. It gave you three picks already. 
One of them was for the early games, the Olsen RBI, cashed that with a home run, following Austin Riley with a home run. Like, gosh, it was beautiful. I thought he was, I thought they stole the RBIs from him. And then he comes up there and just whaps one out of the park, Matt, making it eight to eight to one. So hit our first play of the day, looking to hit our second in our third. So the other two plays we got going today are the for August, what is it? August 3rd, right, Matt? August 4th? Yes, sir. What is today? Second. It's August 2nd. It's August 2nd. All right, yeah. So it's August 2nd. So August 2nd, we are looking to get the Baltimore Orioles money line and the Texas Rangers money line going. So the looking to hit hit two more plays for today's and i i'm thinking we're doing it so matt if you want to tell us how the orioles are doing real quick i know that game just started against the blue jays i think last time i saw it was zero zero the orioles and the blue jays last i checked it was zero zero it still is in the top of the third and i know that the other game hasn't started yet so we'll have a little bit of more i mean we're not going to make this one too long so hopefully we'll have a little bit of bit of an update on the orioles blue jays game going but we're going to get right into this here. Me and Matt, we are so excited. We are huge fantasy football players. And this episode, so what we're going to be doing for the next couple of weeks here is giving you our 2023 fantasy football player position predictions and rankings from us. Today, you're getting our quarterbacks because, you know, Here's the thing. So quarterbacks huge in the league, especially this past season, I feel like. I have a philosophy. I usually I usually try to get my quarterback around round seven, eight, or nine. Maybe if I'm lucky in that double digit ten at the latest. I feel like you couldn't you can't do that anymore in these in this league. I feel like you gotta go quarterback a little bit earlier. Just because you're you're the running now in this aspect, these quarterbacks are so athletic. So if you get one of those dual threat quarterbacks, I mean, you're you're already looking pretty good in the league. But if you can't get one of those dual threat quarterbacks, don't worry. Matt and AJ have got you covered on our official rankings. Matt, I know, I know there's so many players that you like at the quarterback position. It's so tough to to call those 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 predictions. Are there any a couple of uh, – I know we're going to give us our top ten, but are there any honorable mentions you want to throw out there? I got two before we get into things of players to kind of look out for. You know, if you can kind of get them on the waiver wire or, or if you want to take a risk on the shot on them, we're giving you our stamp of approval on, on some of these honorable mentions. Do you, do you have any for the fans? Honorable mentions? I mean, I would say – um, actually, I don't really have any honorable mentions. Okay, I got I got a couple of players I, I I got for you guys to to look at. They're outside of my top ten. I wouldn't say they're like eleven or twelve or anything like that. But I mean, they're they're definitely players that I you should definitely keep an eye on. And one of them is is probably one that's not going to be a free agent. I think he's going to probably be one of the top eight quarterbacks picked don't have him as one of my top 10 quarterbacks, but if you want to take a risk on him, kind of depending on where he slides, go for Deshaun Watson. I, I think he's going to do better than he did last season. Obviously he's going to be playing the whole season. If he doesn't get injured, I do think last season was probably his worst statistical season just because, I mean, he was coming back from, from not playing and being removed. So I think he kind of gels in there and I think he does, have an in uptick in, in performance over over last season. Another player I want to give you that one one that isn't in the top 10 and, and kind of isn't even in the top 15, I believe, or, or maybe not even in the top 20 for fantasy rankings this year and quarterbacks. I'm gonna go kind of pull up where he is. So he's in the top 20. He's ranked number 19 on ESPN. It's Kenny Pickett. I'm actually, I mean, I know that I kind of dogged the Steelers and, and everything, but all jokes aside, I mean, I do think Pickett, you don't need to be, 
you can kind of see quarterbacks, you don't need to have a great record to kind of show that you are playing something in the, you can do something in fantasy to have a good fantasy year. So last season, he had 24, pretty much 2,400 yards, set only seven touchdowns and nine interceptions in the air, three rushing touchdowns, only put up 149 fantasy points. I mean, he didn't start the whole season, but he had 10 games last season where he produced and, and played 100% of the offensive snaps but only managed seven touchdowns and an average 12.8 fantasy football or 12.8 points per game. And I just don't think that that's going to, I think he does progress. I know ESPN kind of has him ranked around 3,400 yards and 21 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I think that he's going to do a little bit more than that. It's, I just think he's going to rush a couple more in. So I think he's going to be one of those players to kind of keep an eye out on. I don't think he's going to push into the top 10, but I do think he's going to be somewhere right in that. I, I think he's going to be quarterback 12, 13 range, somewhere right around there. So if you can get a good supporting cast of players, I mean, I think you could do it with Kenny Pickett as your quarterback. But I think okay. with these other 10 that I have, you could for sure could do it. So there are a couple honorable mentions after I think about it. Give them to me. <laughs> And uh, I'm curious if any of these will sneak into your top 10. I have a sneaky top 10, man. I told you, I texted you and I said, you're either going to love my top 10 or you're going to hate my top 10. And I think it's very accurate. I think that's just a very accurate statement. I don't think there's anything in between. I think you're either going to love it or hate it. So let's hear what you got. So honorable mention goes to Trevor Lawrence. Okay. He's in your top 10. I mean, we'll see, right? Honorable mention to Daniel Jones. Okay, yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, it all kind of depends on. He loves rushing the ball. Yeah, no, that's I. He was one of those players I kind of was thinking about honorable mentions, but I just think he he last year he only threw five interceptions. I think he's going to throw more interceptions this year. I just don't know where he's going to be at, you know. And so. But if he rushes in a lot more touchdowns, I mean, he seven touchdowns last season. Like, is he going to be able to do that again? I don't know. That's so why I've, I got, I've got two more. Give them to me. Tua. Okay. As long as he stays healthy, I feel like he is solid in the running. That uh, I mean, he was injured all over the place last year. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I have to give him an honorable mention because I feel like it's an insult to don't. Don't even say Jordan Love. Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah, no. He's not going to be a top 10, I, but he is Russell Wilson. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's no way he underperforms what he did last season, right? Like he's got to like do better than he did last season. I mean, yeah. I think it was one of his – I think the – they have it. I think so. As per ESPN, they they officially have filed it as a worst case scenario for his first season. There's only you can only go up from that. So yeah, no, I think that's a beautiful honorable mention. Like Russell Wilson, I don't think he's going to be top five, but I don't think he's. I mean, I top fifteen, twelve. I mean, I yeah, no, he's going to be one of those tough ones that I don't want to look stupid not calling, but also I don't want to look. Like dumb, like being like, oh yeah, he's gonna be like top five. But honorable mention, I think it's a beautiful spot for him, actually. You thought I was gonna say Jordan Love. I did, and I was getting ready to dog you because I was gonna say, dude, I don't care what you say. I think Jordan Love is like I don't know why they have Jordan Love above some of these other players up here, but it's okay. <laughs> so let's get let's get right into it. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. All right, so we're starting with our number 10, our number 10 ranked player. I'll I'll start things off, Matt. Are, are you ready for my number 10 player this season? Yep. All right, so at number 10, I got Jared Goff. Ooh, I like him as a backup normally. I know, and I and me too usually. But here's the thing. So last season he was phenomenal through 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns, only seven interceptions. 
didn't have any rushing touchdowns. I mean, still put up 284 fantasy football points a game. He returns as the – so this is his 2023 outlook as per ESPN. So Goff returns as a starter in Detroit after a strong 2022 campaign in which he finished fifth in quarterback rating while ranking no lower than six among quarterbacks in passing attempts, yards, and touchdowns. Goff's 10th place fantasy finish was the second best showing of his career, and he's but he's never finished better than 10th on a per-game basis due in part to minimal rushing contributions. Goff hasn't rushed for a touchdown since 2020 and has never cleared 108 rushing yards in a season. He will benefit from an elite offensive line and a top wide receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown, but even if he plays well, his lack of rushing will limit him to a fringe quarterback one fantasy output at best. So yes, I know a lot of people are in this day and age, you need to be able to run the ball to do anything in fantasy football, especially at quarterbacks. Like that's where you want to be. And I'm not disagreeing with that. But what I'm saying is that I think Jared Goff has the tools there to set himself up very nicely that I think he would be the 10th best quarterback to have on a team if you set this team up very nicely with some good wide receivers and some good running backs. I'm not saying that he can lead this team. I mean, I'm saying what I'm saying with this, with this one is I think Jared Goff is the 10th best quarterback on that. I could draft for my fantasy football team, because I think that he just has a very good season this year. I don't think that he underperforms. I think he kind of has more than, I don't think he, he, they took away some of his running backs and things like that. So I – and they have Montgomery and they brought a couple other of those in. But I I do think he still throws the ball very effectively. And I think Amon Ra is going to have a very good season this year. I do think that he's going to be able to, to space it around a bit. And, hey, if he can get one of those rush – if he can rush one in and limit these interceptions, which, which he did last season. I mean, limited those interceptions to under 10 – while throwing a lot of passes, I think he can do very well this season. And I think that he can he can perform very well. Yeah, like you said, they have a very good offensive line and they have a lot of weapons over there. And I think that this defense is going to play a big part in it because I think they're going to give him a lot of opportunities to get out there and and kind of show why they were one of the best offenses in the NFL last season. So, of course, I'm big on Goff. I don't – there's no reason to think that – Goff has kind of come over every single hurdle that he's been thrown to at his, in his career. I mean, he was the number, what, one overall draft pick or two – number two overall draft pick or something like that. And he overcame that and, and made it to the Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl to Brady, you know, overcame that, was traded to Detroit – overcame you know the disappointment and the lacklusterness of how bad detroit was going to be and kind of you know did his thing and he is a player that i just think he can handle the pressure so of course i'm going to be riding out with him jared goff at number 10 matt what do you think and what do you got at number 10 jared goff i have taken him as a backup the last like two or three years so that's that's a respectable a respectable number. If I had to pick a number ten right now, I would have to say, at number ten, you're getting the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and here's the thing, I. If you're gonna go with Rodgers, which I definitely think you can, because. Rodgers has been a great fantasy quarterback for for quite some time. Last season, threw for 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, only 12 interceptions. Still one of those players that doesn't throw them in or doesn't run them in a lot. I mean, he had one rushing touchdown last season. But Mm -hmm. I think the only thing that I have with Rodgers is the only reason I don't have him as – in my top 10 and I don't have him as, as one of my honorable mentions is just for the sole fact. I feel like every year he starts off flat, like 
the first game or two. Like he doesn't do too well fantasy wise. But but then after that, he does great. Mm-hmm. I just and that's I, why that's why I got him in at number ten. The, the I and I and I I could definitely see that if everything clicks very well. I just am hesitant just because it's his first year in the Jets. Mm-hmm. And if he was doing that with with the Packers, where he's been his whole career, and he, I mean, there's lots of players on the on the Jets this season that were on the Packers, so there's very well that he could just kind of come out there, and, and it looks like he has been wanting to play more recently. He's been more excited about the game of football. So there's and no. That's, what I, that's what I think is going to make him a very popular pick this year. Yeah, and and I think people might stretch for him. That's the only reason I I might be holding back on him, but I do think that he has got a. I mean. If you grab Rodgers, you're already set yourself up pretty good at the quarterback position. I think it all kind of depends on when you get him. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like uh, yeah, Rodgers, beautiful pick, Matt, beautiful pick. So I'll hit the number nine, and then we'll see what your number nine is. Yeah. So at number nine, I'll let you take a guess. Your number nine. Yep. Ooh, you're number nine. Well, it's got to be somebody that is it Justin Fields? It's not. It is Kirk Cousins. Ah, see, I was going to say Kirk Cousins, but then you had that whole thing with Dan where you pretty much were just hating the Vikings. I do hate the Vikings, but in fantasy, you turned me on to him. Um, I mean, he was solid. He had pretty good output throughout the year. Um, I mean, uh, I think last year, statistically, he put up, I think, a, a 291 points. So I mean, he, he had 424 completions on 643 attempts, threw for 4,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, carried the ball 31 times, and ran in for two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, that's pretty solid. Um, and he has one of the best wide receivers in the game. So he's going to flex and throw that ball. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I I love Kirk Cousins as a quarterback and as a fantasy quarterback. ESPN has him ranked as the number 11th quarterback this season. What's actually very interesting to me this season, is despite the fact that they don't have Dalvin Cook or, or really a, a solidified number one running back besides Alexander Madison, who I actually said I was pretty high on, they don't have him – they actually have him throwing less interceptions last year, but the same amount of touchdowns, less yards. But I think all these things that add up to him throwing the ball more, and I don't know – I think they're gonna they're gonna throw I I do think that he, they're gonna throw a good amount, but I just don't think they're gonna throw a lot on the red zone because they have Madison. And I think they're gonna to be able to get down the field, they're gonna have to throw it more. And then when they get into the inside that 15, 10 yard line, I think they're gonna run more, go very run heavy. And I don't know. I it I think it all kind of depends on on the if he's getting those longer touchdowns, you know, like those 20 to 23, 24 yard touchdown passes, you know, but I, I do love cousins. I, I just, um, I would kind of want to wait and see what Minnesota does at their running back position to kind of solidify exactly where I like them, you know? It's fair. It's fair. So who do you got at number nine? I got a player that a lot of people wrote off, but he ain't right. Uh, he ain't right back. Geno Smith, baby. Hmm. All right. So Geno Smith, I have him at nine. So when we are talking about football, I love stories. And Geno Smith had one of the best stories in the 2022 season. At the age of 32, Smith led the NFL, led the NFL in 69.8% completion rate throwing for 4,282 yards and 30 passing touchdowns. Over his previous eight seasons in the league, he only passed for 34 touchdowns. But get this, 
last season, Geno Smith matched one player. So there was only one player that did just as good as Geno Smith did in multiple passing touchdown games. Do you know who that player was? Patrick Mahomes. I was giving you a chance to say it, to give a guess, but it's Patrick Mahomes. He had 12 multiple games of passing touchdowns. He was a huge winner this offseason, getting a three-year extension, which I don't think is going to phase him. I think it's going to fuel him even more. They also added one of, I think, is probably going to be the best rookie, rookie wide receiver this season in Jackson Smith-Nagiba. His skill set and pass catching is just the he slid like I don't know how the how they got lucky to like what a couple years a couple years ago getting DK and this year getting Jackson like they both slid further than I thought they were. I think that this season they they use more more passing personnel so so last year they used 11 personnel on just 63 percent of their passing plays in 2022 and that was ranked 26th in the league and i definitely think that that's that rises this year and i definitely think geno smith has a monster season so i got him at nine he also i you forget geno smith was can run the ball a little bit i mean he was a little bit of a runner in college so last season had 366 rushing yards on only 68 carries for a touchdown. I expect that to kind of be right around the same pace, maybe a little bit more because they do have some of their running back issues right now. So I think they're going to have to rely on him a little bit more until they kind of get, uh, was it Charbonnet and, and their other Kenneth Walker kind of situation figured out. So I think Geno Smith just comes out and I think he plays beautifully and has you know, somewhere right around three or four rushing touchdowns this season. But as still gets up there on, on the passing touchdowns, I'm huge on him this season. Okay. So that's not who I have. Well, that was your number nine. Because you already did that was my nine. Have, so where Where do you have Gino? You'll find out. Okay, so should I go to my number eight, or are we going to your number eight? We're going to my number eight, and then I'm going to go to number seven. You're doing your number eight and then your number seven? Yeah. Okay. So, number eight. Probably catch a lot of heat for this. But I think we're going to see a slip in production for this person. Tell me we have the same person at number eight. Who do you think? Dude, I have Patrick Mahomes at eight. No, I have Joe Burrow. Oh, no. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I was feeling to be the same person at eight. Okay, well, let's hear why you have Joe Burrow at eight, and I'll tell you why I got Mahomes at eight. So I have Joe Burrow at eight. Um, obviously, you already know they're preparing the season, um, saying he's got that calf injury. He could have something more that's nagging. Um I mean, and you also got to remember, Joe Burrow took a beating last year. Um, I mean, hopefully there's a little bit uh, more opportunity for protection and things like that for him. He did have great numbers. I mean, he put up 350.7 fantasy points, roughly. Um, he did 414 completions on 606 attempts, threw for 4475 yards. Threw for 35 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, carried for 257 yards, and five rushing touchdowns. I think there's not really much more he can do besides go backwards now. I actually disagree, Matt, with you on on oh. Burrow. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to throw this out there because I feel like this will this will kind of just expedite things for this episode. And this is going to make things a little bit more spicy here. I have Burrow as my number one quarterback this season. False. Okay, but here's the thing, Matt. Last season, Joe Burrow was quarterback four in points per game at 21.9. 
that was better than his breakout year the year before. He had seven top six scoring weeks in 2022 after only having three in 2021. He also has the best wide receivers in the league. They have the best wide receiver group in the league. There's no no doubt in my mind because they have a top five fantasy like pick like player at wide receiver, and they could have you know another top ten player in fantasy at Joe Burrow. I mean, he going down the road. Yes, he did take a beating last season, Matt. But he avoided sacks near the end of the season, extended plays. He also had, what, six rushing rushing touchdowns last season? Five. Rushing touchdowns? Five. Five rushing touchdowns last season. I think that picks it up a little bit more. He had, I believe ESPN had him finish no lower than eighth among quarterbacks in carries, 75. See, he only had 75 carries, rushing touchdowns, five. And carries inside the opponent's five-yard line at seven last season. I am looking for him to just keep blowing people's expectations, shutting down the doubters. Matt, I would not. I'm a doubter. There was a reason this kid was drafted the first overall a couple years ago, and he's going to show it this season. I mean, I I like him. I I just don't like him number one this year. I know you love Burrow, and I'm not saying that. I just think – with the way that this team is set up this year, I think that this offense can have astronomical numbers, and I'm expecting them to. So it's it's kind of funny, though. I have Geno Smith right above him. You got Geno Smith at seven? I think they woke. I think they woke the sleeping dragon. Oh, dude, exactly, right? Like, you can't... Geno Smith is so cool, man. Like, I I never, like, I mean, went to West Virginia. I mean, I could talk about how how cool of a story this Geno Smith thing is all is, has been, but I don't know. Is I actually am glad that you have him higher than, than I have him. That just makes me so happy, Matt. <laughs> what do you like so about where... what do you like about Smith though? Kind of just tell me a couple things what you like about him. What I like about Geno Smith? Yeah, like, like, why, why, what do you like him uh, above, above? Like, why do you like him at seven? Like, what do you think he's going to do a little bit better at this season? I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see more rushing touchdowns, as you were saying. Um, I know they only really had him on one, but that running back situation is a little scary over there. Um, but I mean, he's been he's been connecting beautifully with Tyler Lockett. He's been he's been making great connections out there. I just think that it seemed like they were turning it on and stepping on the gas towards the end of last season. Yeah, no, I agree. So want me to tell you why I have Mahomes at eight and then I'll go right into my seven and I'll make them quick. Yeah. All right. So I just think that Mahomes is going to have a decline this season. I mean, he had a phenomenal year, year last season through for what is a career high in passing yards, passing touchdowns and fantasy points one MVP, one Super Bowl. There's no way that he replicates this with the running, with the with the wide receiver group he has there. I think this is the year that he kind of deteriorates back from not having Tyreek Hill. So I don't have him doing really too much. I think he's not going to rush as many in this season. And just because I, I, I think they aren't going to want to get injured. I mean, we'll kind of have to see, but I just don't think Sky Moore and Rasheed Weiss, uh, Rice and... I do like Tony, but I don't think that he's going to be a solidified number one yet. And, I mean, you do have the the fact that Kelsey's there, but I don't know. I'm just not really liking the the Chiefs and Mahomes as much as probably a lot of other people are this season. So I have him at eight just for a little bit of a taper back because last season was just an astronomical season for him, and I just don't think he can replicate that. And I don't think he – I think there's a lot of other players that have a lot more potential and upside than him. You know what's interesting? Yeah. I'm going to interject. I have him at number two. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> but a lot of people have him them, him in the top three, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's he's not my number one. But uh, he's he's uh, he's up there. I, I don't think he's going to be the number one, though, this year. Yeah, so... 
My number seven this season is Lamar Jackson. <gasps> what is that? Why? What was what was that? <laughs> that that so, was so dramatic. You know where I have it? Where? One? Five. Five. Oh, you have them at five. Wait, so, is that five? One, two, three, four, five. No, I have them at six, sorry. Six. Yeah, no. So here's the thing. I actually did have them at five, and then I moved them down to six, and then I moved them down to seven. And and probably very similar reasons. Yeah, it's just so here's the thing. When he's playing, he has one of the the best upsides in the game because he's so mobile and and everything going like that. Going into to week 13, I think it said he was fifth in quarterbacks among fantasy points and everything like that. But he does have a little bit more weapons this season in in wide receivers and everything. And I think that is what's kind of holding me back from him. I think he's going to have less rushing touchdowns, going to try and throw more to, to Bateman, to Odell, to Zay Flowers, um, Mark Andrews and everything. And I think that's going to kind of – they also have the new uh, – the new play caller, Todd Monk, and I think that's, that's what they were reporting. So I know a lot of people are saying that all equals up to quarterback one upside. I I do like him at quarterback one, but I do like him as a lower tier quarterback one just because I think the lack of rushing touchdowns this season might hurt him a little bit. Also, if he throws more, I think he he could throw more interceptions. So uh, Agreed. So that's why I have him at seven. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why you kind of have him at six. I mean, he's one of those players that I think is going to be right in the middle. It's just kind of where you are able to draft him is going to be determined how well the value is there, you know? True. Yeah. So I'm curious, I'm curious with number five, if my five is in your list. So I'm going to go with my number six first because we've you've already stated that you he was an honorable mention for you. I actually have... To uh, Tunga Viola as my number six fantasy quarterback this season. Ooh. I'm big on Tua. Okay, so if Tua didn't get hurt, Tua would have probably... I was going to say, Tua's got to stay healthy. If Tua didn't get hurt, he would have been a top three, you know, quarterback last season. Oh, and, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. And, and this season, I definitely think that they are trying to do more for him. I don't think he runs it as much this season. I do think that he protects himself, throws the ball away a little bit more, kind of gets rid of it. This defense is phenomenal. I think he's going to have so many chances to, to do this. So I, I do have something I have to say to you. Yeah. Who did you say had the best receiving core? I, I said that the – that the Bengals had the best receiving core. See, I really like the Dolphins group. And the Dolphins group is definitely one of those that are top three. I think they're just lacking on a number three, really. That's fair. I mean, they do have the whole animal kingdom over there. Yeah, I know. They got the cheetah. They got the uh, the dolphin. They got, uh, who is it? There. They don't, but I mean, here's the thing. They lost Gasecki last season. I mean, they picked up some other players and stuff like that. And you always have the big upside in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And if they could just keep Tua healthy, I think that he has a beautiful season enough to maybe even blow this off and and, and go higher than six. But I think his I think his floor is six, six, seven, somewhere right around there. That's if healthy. If healthy. He also led the the league in yards per attempt at eight point nine, so and that was only following and trailing Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. So <laughs> if he's playing, I mean, I don't know. I I like him. I just think he's going to be a great player. Rob Walsh has convinced me that he has that he's going to win a Super Bowl for the Dolphins, and it could be this season. And if he does, I mean, you saw what happened with Mahomes last year. He was the number one quarterback. That's true. Well, not number one. I think he was number two. But let's hear who you got at. Oh, wait, no. So that was my six. So, yeah, let's hear who you – oh, well, you want to hear my five? And then yeah, you, go for it. I got Justin Herbert at five. So I have Justin Herbert at four. And that's the thing. I had him at four before as well, and then I traded him with another player who 
I just kind of both of these players are tough because I think they're very similar, and I think I think one could run a little bit more than the other just because Herbert he had a little bit of a decline last season. I think it was mainly most because of the injuries he was having, but mm-hmm. I do like Justin Herbert because everything that kind of went wrong in 2022 did he just he, there was a huge drop off in passing touchdowns for him, and I think he kind of just goes back up from there. I mean. Yeah, I mean, if you look though, uh, his his top receiver missed a good chunk of the season too. Yeah, and that's why I I don't know I I like him in the top five. I actually wanted to throw him higher, and I think five is is his is his floor here. I just I think you're gonna tell me that I should probably switch my number four and five, but I I just I love this number four just a little bit more than uh, Herbert. And when we were going over all divisions, I mean, I I was all in on Herbert. Herbert's doing things as a quarterback that should kind of put him in like the number one, two, three quarterback range. It's just, you know, those touchdowns. And I think he gets more touchdowns this season. So, yeah, I'm going to uh, – Herbert as my number five. Who do you – my, my number five. See if you can guess it. This one's tough. Um I mean, is it Justin Fields? It is. I am fading Fields as much as I can this season. That's crazy. I, See, I, I, he, I think he's got he a lot had, of potential. He rushed for a 1,143 yards last season in 15 games, and there's no way he does that again because there, he's what? He's going to be throwing the ball more now, and he's such a shitty thrower that – I'm not taking. I'm not touching him. If he was, if I knew he was going to be running the ball as much as he did last season, then I would be all over him. But the fact that they want him to throw the ball a lot more, I'm holding off of him until he can prove that he can throw the ball. That he can throw the ball. Yeah, I think I think you're still going to see him rushing though. Uh, I think they're going to realize, oh, this the throwing's not necessarily working the way we want it. I think he's going to revert back to that rushing. Here's the thing. In, he was 20th in passing points per attempt at 0.427 and 40th in passing points per game at 9.1. So if they if he's not rushing the ball, then he's going to be ass. And how many times last year did I say take him for a rushing touchdown? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like I should have listened to you him to you last year about it because I don't think he's going to go anywhere close to it this season. That's the only thing I have with Fields. I don't know. I know a lot of people are high on Fields. And, and here's the thing. I usually – am an idiot when it comes to to thinking that I know too much about a player, but this is going to be a huge season for fields and who knows if he can handle the pressure of it. Like he's going into his third season. He's going 24. He's got the most weapons he's ever had. And so much is riding on it. I, I could, I see it happening yeah, because of the rushing, but if it's going strictly on passing, he's got to prove it to me first, you know? Mm-hmm. That's it. And you saw you saw I had Herbert, so I'll actually jump right over to my number three. Well, you want to get my number three, four, real quick? Go for it. It's a player we already talked about. That's the only reason I wanted to go into it. It's a player that you actually had an honorable mention as well. It's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I knew it. I am huge on Lawrence this season. I just See, think that. that- that just could be bitter Syracuse fan hating on Trevor Lawrence for me. It could be, but here's the thing. We had a good sample size to check him out in college when he came through here, and he had a slow start last season. And then, I mean, through eight weeks, Trevor Lawrence, I think he completed only 62% of his passes, and which was ranked 27th and 6.6 yards per pass attempt at 23rd. And – his quarterback rating was 84.8 was second in that span. So he was, I think he was somewhere kind of in between Kyler Murray and Matt Ryan. Over the final 11 games of the season, he completed 67.7% of his passes. And he only had 10 passing touchdowns in that first eight games. At the last 11 games, he had 20 passing touchdowns, seven interceptions, was the seventh ranked completing passing percentage and 
17th in yards per attempt. And he had a quarterback rating of 97.5 within that. It was ranked for seven in that span. So I think the addition of Calvin Ridley and, and some of these other players on offense gives him a great chance to be a huge breakout player in, in one of the weakest divisions in the NFL. I, I mean, he could have easily six games where he's playing some pretty bad defenses there. It's fair. I mean, I don't hate it. So that's why I got so, him at, at four. I'm very curious. Well, no, I have a feeling I know who your number three is. I think our number three is this might be the same. You do? Yeah. Because right. I'm keeping track of yours, and I so I know we still need to do your number one and your number three. We still need to do my number two and my number three. There's two quarterbacks that we haven't gone, so I think I know your number one. Well, I'm sure we both have the same two quarterbacks. Well, yeah, so I'm going to go out in there, and I'm going to say that I have this quarterback at three, and I also think you have this quarterback at three. I could be getting – this could be the either you're going to hate it or love it thing. I have Jalen Hurts as the number three quarterback. I agree. See, there we go. Yeah, Hurts. So, which means you have Josh Allen as your number one fantasy quarterback this season. Correct. And I see, I feel he is locked in this season. I, all right. So let's, let's, before we get to Allen, because he's obviously my number two, your number one, we're both higher on him. We both have Hurts at number three. And then our, we had our, our other third quarterback in the mix kind of was different. We had both of those ones at eight. So with Jalen Hurts, I mean, he just had too good of a season last year. He ran for 13 touchdowns. He passed for 22, only threw six interceptions, threw for 3,700 yards. And I mean, yeah, that was a really cool strategy. I, I mean, can they do it again? I mean that some of that that getting in to that within like the one two yard line, they were really good at that, and and I think teams are going to key in a little bit more on that. So he's going to have to run it a little bit more on the outsides this time to get those rushing touchdowns, which should kind of. I don't think he gets double digit touchdowns this year. I mean, I think that's why I'm I'm holding back on him at three. There's no doubt that I think he's going to be somewhere in the mix of three. That's why I have him at three because I think that that's my best case scenario to not look stupid here. You know, but oh, I think he has, I think he has an uptick in interceptions, and I see that ESPN has that. ESPN actually has a downtick in rushing touchdowns. They still have him at double digits. And they don't really but have. They also have been down on rushing yards. On rushing yards, yeah, and, and attempts. And I don't think that he does that again. So I mean, I think he's going to kind of be right around that eight to nine touchdown range. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe passing wise, I could see him. They do have very good wide receivers and and Brown and Smith, and then I do like Goddard and whatever. But I just need to see. I want to see him get in a little bit more passing touchdowns. I want to see him get into like that 26, 27, 28 range this season. Agreed. I mean, Allen, what can we say about Josh Allen? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you never know what he's going to do. ESPN has a, this is the, this is the exact reason I have Allen as my number two quarterback and probably the same reason you have him as your number one quarterback. He's entering his sixth NFL season after finishing no lower than second in fantasy in each of his last three seasons. This guy has been getting better and better every single year. And last year with, it's such a pass heavy offense that they're not going to be running the ball as much. And if they do, it's going to be, they'll, he'll pass the ball to him and he can run them in. I mean, this dude's a big guy. He, he's not afraid to take I was going to say, he's going to hurdle people. He is huge. He's going to put his shoulder down, and he's going to try and truck you. The only thing that I have with Allen as is my number two is his decision-making. I think sometimes he makes some dumb decisions, um, giving up some fumbles, trying to extend the play, things like that. So that's why I have him as two. But, I mean, there's no doubt that I can't see him as number one, especially outplaying Joe Burrow to get to number one. But I, I just think Allen – I have him as my number two 
because I think so many people are going to be stretching and picking up Allen a lot earlier than they than they should. I think he's going to maybe he could potentially. There's going to be some people out there that are dumb enough to get him with their first round pick, and I'm not saying that. See, that I can see that happening with Mahomes. And and here's the thing, like I don't Mahomes, you're an idiot if you do that. Okay, Allen, you're a little bit more justifiable. If you if you do, I mean, I wouldn't take him with one of my top five, six, seven, eight picks. But I mean, if you're sitting there at like eleven or twelve, ten, eleven, twelve, nine, and and you want to take a, you know, you're gonna get. I would confidently say you're probably gonna get over four hundred points with Allen this season. I mean, you're probably gonna mm-hmm. get right around there. You're not looking at more players that are gonna get you more points than that. That's true. So, I mean, there it is. That's our rankings. Let's let's do a little quick recap for the fans. I got them all written down here. So AJ's top 10 goes Burrow, Allen, Hertz, Lawrence, Herbert, Tungo Viola, Jackson, Mahomes, Gino Gino, baby, and Jared Goff, with honorable mentions of Kenny Pickett and Deshaun Watson. Matt's top 10 goes. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Geno Smith, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, and Aaron Rodgers. He did throw some honorable mentions out there of Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tango Viola, and what was your other one, Matt? You had one more... Honorable mention, I believe. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was his third honorable mention. I can't believe I forgot that one. So there it is. That's, I mean, so just so people think that if they listen to this, they're going to get a little edge in the fantasy football league on us. No, this is not how that works. Like, yeah, you could go ahead and take, like, I mean, like, yeah, I like Burrow at one. But I mean, I like him at one if I can get him at the at the right pick, you know, like these like I'm fine drafting whatever player that I'm not. I was going to say there's a there's a lot. This is the one player. I mean, you do not know my strategy at all. And if you think you do, like, get out of here. Good luck. Right. So that's why I'm willing to give out my these 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 rankings, because I mean, I want you guys to, to do well in your league. But it all ultimately comes down to value at the pick. And I think if you follow the the rule of where at this pick, is this pick going to benefit my team the most here? Like, yeah, you can, you can stock up on running backs and wide receivers and you can have, you know, you could get Josh Allen, you know, in the first pick and then you'd be like, Hey, pick seven, I want to grab, you know, another quarterback. But, I mean, is that going to be the best pick for you there? I mean, yeah, you could have two top top ten quarterbacks, but, I mean, you could only play one quarterback a, a week unless you're in a super flex league. Then you could play two. But, I mean, it's all about finding value in the pick that you have, and you don't know where you're going to draft because it's all random, and you don't know what other people are going to do. So these rankings are just ways for us to kind of help you Think about your fantasy football strategies this season. Whether or not you want to go with them or follow them, you agree with them, that's up to you. But this is our this is our predictions. And Matt, I think we did pretty good this week. I, I, I do like our list. Oh, me too. And we were actually pretty we were a lot closer than I thought we were gonna be. We were. So I mean, overall, I actually I do like yours. There's just a couple reserves I have just with the fields most likely and 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 that was it, honestly. It was just I I actually give yours, you know, a, a good a good A minus. <laughs> Thanks. I, I like I remember, it. I just remember last year you and I talking about Kirk Cousins a couple of times. Oh yeah, I love I, I love Kirk Cousins. I well I remember we had our fantasy football draft for you when we were doing your work league last year. And Kirk Cousins was the quarterback I wanted you to pick up. Did you end up getting him? I, I don't remember. remember. Or did you get Rodgers? I think I got Rodgers. You were upset with me for that. 
Yeah. So here's the thing. Matt wanted to just get a couple Packers players. So he was just like, let me get these ones. And he wasn't getting good value for the pick. I mean, you did get great value. You got Aaron Jones, which I thought was a beautiful pick last season. <laughs> but I I do I am excited for fantasy football this year, Matt, and, and I think we're gonna have fun this season. Oh yeah, we are. So let's let's make sure that we fill up this fantasy football league. So we got our better, the better fantasy football league is coming up. You got to make sure that you are liking our our Instagram pages, all our social media. You got to shoot me a DM or something if you want to be in this league. I'm going to be trying to get a couple more fans in this league. We almost got all the players that we need to fill it up, and then we'll kind of get them all in the league. We'll, we'll, we'll introduce everybody, and then we'll get the draft time all set up. I mean, it's going to be just a couple days before the season starts. But look out for our fantasy football rankings. Me and Matt. We're going to be giving to you, them to you. You know, we're probably going to be throwing in some some special guests in there. You know, we're probably going to have Dan and Dom in there. But who knows? We could have some other players, other people come in, some other fantasy football, you know, special guests. I don't know, Matt. I, I feel like you know a lot of people that, that like fantasy. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a fair amount of people. Um, Matt, Matt. Matt, I feel like you are you are so big in the fit. You, I didn't even know. Like Matt texted me last season, and was like, "You want to come to my fantasy football party draft?" And I was like, "What?" And it was at Buffalo Wild Wings. They had like the whole like draft board. They had someone like putting it up for them and everything like that. It was so legit, Matt. Like you were so legit with it. <laughs> uh, no, but I feel like you do know just a bunch of fantasy football people. Yeah, good amount. Um, and like I said, you and uh, you and I have been talking about possibly doing this other one. The the one league, the all the same team league. Well, there's the same team league, and then there's another one that uh, that my brother's Ooh. talked about. Oh yeah, so Matt's brother thinks he's a high roller, folks. He th- whoa, so- whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't say he thinks he's a high roller. All right, guys, so it would be highway robbery if me and Matt agreed to do this because we would win <laughs> regardless. There's no chance we would lose this. Matt, tell them how much that this league is, and I'll tell you how much, like, like why we would win. <laughs> I mean... I, I've seen the players in that league. There, there's nobody to. Uh, I mean, there's nobody you should be like shaking a stick at. These are these are talented pickers here. Uh, but the league, I believe the buy-in is around two fifty. Okay, and I'm going to give you 125 reasons why we're going to win. Go for because, it. Because my half of that is 125 dollars, and I don't want to lose that. that's pretty much and i know you have 125 reasons why as well (laughs) that's true uh yeah no i'm i'm we do have that league coming up as well and i'm excited for fantasy football i know that we're we're kind of pressed on time i know we both got some things going on but hey matt where do you kind of want to go from here so we can kind of let them know? I mean, do we want to just go right to running backs on our next episode? Do we want to go to wide receivers? I mean, where do you think it's going to be? Let's go where we think the next, where we think the biggest value is going to be coming from. Do we think it's going to be coming from, from running backs, wide receivers? or, or... Now it can't be the quarterback sneak. Um, I'd say either running back or wide receiver, I think. Yeah. So, which one do you personally think is going to play a bigger part this season? I'd say probably the running back. I love running. I think, dude. I think a lot of people were going to say wide receiver just because, but I think the running backs are going to come out there and be dogs this season. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah. So I'm sure. I'm sure running back wise, you and I are going to have very similar choices. I think. I think we are. I kind of so for running back wise. 
I want to give them more than a top 10 just because there are a good amount more running back. So why don't we give them a top 15 list on running back? That's fair. Just because there, there's a lot more running back. I mean, we could do a top 20 if we want, but I, I think 15 to 16 is, is a good amount. That's half the, half the teams. Yeah, we can check it out. We'll, 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 we'll figure it out, guys. But be on the lookout for our fantasy football rankings and predictions because I think we did very well on, on, on this one. And you guys want to stay ahead in your league, so you guys definitely need to have some people who are out here doing the research, looking, checking things out, and giving you viable predictions to help you win your league. So here's a prediction. We don't suck at fantasy football. <laughs> and you can take that to the grave. I, I think, I think honestly, I would say that we're, that I'm, I'm better at fantasy football than I am at my current job. <laughs> yeah, my career, man. Like it, it's, it's that simple. That's fair. I am more dedicated for sure. <laughs> well, anyway, Matt, let's just uh, wrap things up. Anything you want to say before we, we get off? Uh, I mean, thank you. We love you guys, and we hope to see you soon. I, I think that was beautiful. Matt, right before we get off, do you want to give us an update on the score of the Baltimore Blue Jays game? Of course I will. And it is tied at 1-1 in the bottom of the fifth inning. Also, speaking of predictions, speaking of MLB, Justin Verlander, back to the Astros. Back to the Astros. Yep, 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 yep. And it's going to be a dogfight in Texas. It is. I, be- I believe both teams are one game away from each other right now, and you just had Max Scherzer go to the Rangers. And Justin Verlander go to the Astros. Yeah, I think this this puts the Astros in a whole new light, especially because la- last night they pitched uh, some dude, uh, pitched a no-hitter. Only gave up yeah, one. Yeah. And, of course, the last person that pitched a no-hitter for the Astros was Justin Verlander. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think it was a beautiful move on the Astros. And they didn't even really have to – who was I thinking of? No, it was the Orioles who actually picked up flat uh Flatterty. Was it Flatterty from the from the Cardinals? And mm-hmm. I think he they they didn't give up really any of their prospects for him. So I think that was a beautiful trade in that part. He's a player who was a former Cy Young winner back in I think 2019 or something like that. It hasn't been playing too well the last month or so, but I think a big turnaround's coming for him. But yeah, other than that, I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised that a, a Mets team that had so much potential decided to blow it up. I mean, you got to at some point. You got to. I mean, you're just glad that they didn't get rid of Nemo, Alonzo, Lindor, some of these bigger pieces. That's true. Uh, hey, if we go to the game tomorrow, there's a player playing shortstop for him who could potentially take over for uh, what's it, Lindor. No, they're third baseman. No, you said could take over for shortstop. Yeah, but here's the thing: they have, they have. So I think Luis, Luis Angel. Are you talking Brett Batty? No. So here's the thing: Luis. I think Luis Angel is going to be playing second. Lindor is going to play shortstop, and then they're going to move this this other guy. Um, I think it's Rafael Maracio or something like that. Mm. He's a shortstop, but he's six foot three, and I think he's most of his. Most of his players are most of it like his Ronnie Maraccio, yeah. So he's on their AAA team. He's six foot three. He's got really good power, but he could potentially. I think he could have a better long term position because I mean Lindor and then the second baseman over there of Luis Angel is better upside. But I mean, six foot three over at the corner over there could be very well in, in replace of Beatty, and they could just move Beatty over there to the outfield. Yeah, I mean, I I do also have have something I have to say. Speaking of all the trades and all that, 
Bo Bichette, get well soon. You know, we love we love picking you for base hits and total bases and home runs and all that fun stuff. Who sorry, I I looked at my phone and I forgot who we were talking about real quick. Boba Shet. Oh yeah. See here's the thing. Boba Shet has he needs to lead the league in hits again this season. Yeah, but he got a knee injury. Yeah, I know, which sucks. And that's my I mean team. they they picked up what was it, Paul DeJong? Yeah, they picked up DeJong and they picked up Hicks, the the reliever, who I'm actually really excited for because he's actually the hardest throwing reliever in the game of, of baseball right now. Mm. And that's I, I I think that's one of the things we really needed was was a little bit more of the reliever. Guys, just throwing this out there because I think this is a great way to end the the podcast. If you are following, you got the Texas Rangers leading the Chicago White Sox on the bottom of the first with only one out and a man at first and second, 2-0 already. Oh, top of the second now. Top of the second, 2-0. That's okay. Going over to the top of the six in the Baltimore Orioles game, though. So I think that's a good place to to kind of end it, Matt. I mean, we uh, we just got to kind of see how these picks do, and and that's about it. That's true. Well, so, I love that, thank guys. You. Matt, I'll let Have you have a good draft. You you are the king. What's that? I said you say bye. You're the king. I'm the king. So thank you, guys. Have fun drafting your QBs. Just remember to take a better pick. I like that, Matt. Take a better pick. That's beautiful. And you know you could be getting a better pick when you uh, are listening to the better podcast. 